Welcome back to What the Fumble, where we're about to play the third episode of our playthrough of the Merkmire Malevolence, the level one heist from Keys to the Golden Vault. My name is Justin. I'll be the DM for the heist. I'm joined by Adam Thane playing Brocky Mogulborn. Rod Stonegrip being played by David Wells over there. Hey. Most Stone Grip being played by Miles Wells. Yellow. And of course Colin Olton playing Flintlock Mogulborn. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Getting into character real quick, I see. What? Yep. <laughs> Let's do it. You guys want to play some D D? Oh yeah. Oh, yep. Let's do this thing. We just kicked a dwarf into an artifact. Hell yeah. We did. We left off. <laughs> you guys were in the private gala where the Merkmire Stone is on display to all the donors and rich people that support the Museum of Natural History here. And us. It was Brocky Mogulborn who was standing next to a Dr. Hornthar... Uh, why can't crusher. I? I Stone Crusher. I just can't get that name right. <laughs> Horthnar Stone Crusher. Anyway, Doctor Horthnar and Brocky were standing there, just admiring the Merkmire Stone. When Brocky kind of patted the good doctor on the back, but actually shoved him into the pedestal. I mean, it's six of one, half dozen of the other. Of the other one, you're like made of muscle, like Brocky yeah, yeah. is. It worked. The second that the Merkmire Stone lost contact with the pedestal, so all the little arcane runes kind of flared up. There were lights that started going on and off in the room. There's an alarm loudly beeping now. Just bam, bam, bam. It's super annoying. Everyone's panicking and screaming. There were lots of clicks and thumps as all the doors in the room locked themselves. There's a panel that came by, came down over the air vent. The room went into full lockdown. And lastly, Alda Ark and the museum's curator, we all kind of watched her almost slow motion jump towards the stone to try to catch it before it hits the ground. She did so successfully, which is kind of where we left off. And the next thing that happens is she kind of puts one arm up in the air and just, everyone, it's okay, don't panic. And she takes the stone and she puts it right back on the pedestal and the doors unlock, the alarm stops, the lights stop flashing, and she's trying to calm the crowd down when all of you realize that in the panic... She kind of threw her clutch to the ground. Yeah. And she's currently giving a very short speech to the crowd. She's like, everyone calmed us. So sorry, everyone. So sorry. Dr. Horthnar, really, though? I'm so sorry. This, I'm so sorry. I was so mesmerized by the... Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> oh. And you guys have created quite the distraction. What do you do with it? Fantastic. Um... Well, just to increase eyes on Alda for uh, any additional tomfoolery that y'all want to do, um, uh, Flintlock is going to just like step up and be like, "Now, don't you, uh, now don't you talk down about yourself? That was an I think the the fact that you put life and limb in jeopardy to make sure that." Not only your exhibit, but the evening of all of us donors here went off without a hitch. That deserves a round of applause. Don't you folks think so? Don't you folks think that this woman puts life and limb in fr before anything else in this wonderful establishment that we all care so much about? He starts, like, applauding and, like... Give me a performance. Excellent. Uh, while he's giving this rousing speech... Uh Rod is going to go and position himself in such a way that he's body blocking the clutch from the most people he can to basically obscure it. He's not picking it up. Sure. He's just positioning himself so that it's obscured. Okay. Brocky's going to try and sneakily grab it. The whole thing? Taking the clutch itself? Taking I like the clutch. It. Heck yeah. All right. So let's do a few rolls here. Let's start with 
Either performance or persuasion from Flintlock. All right, come on now, everyone. Start clapping. Shit. It's only a 10. A few people kind of jump on board with your round of applause, but most of them are still just kind of in panic and want like a lot of people didn't see what happened so a lot of people are like what the hell just happened why did all the alarms go off a lot of people didn't witness the the dropping of this stone a few of them though give you know join your slow clap and they're like yeah you're doing great Aldo. we love you (laughs) (laughs) you know what i'll take uh it was either the mob mentality or cringe i will take the attention either way Meanwhile, though, we've got the stone grips kind of blocking as many people as they can for Brocky Mogulborn's sleight of hand check. Actually, I don't think if you're taking the whole clutch, I don't think we need sleight of hand here. I think what we need is stealth with advantage to see if you get noticed. (laughs) Nice. Um, While he's doing that, I imagine that as soon as the alarm goes off, that that Mo would immediately find the captain, like try to like occupy her her attention and just be super panicked just be like oh god i i, I can't breathe oh right right i'm scottish all right i got i cannot breathe i got i got to get out of here let me out of here like just trying to you know occupy her, her. sir calm down yeah <laughs> no i can't get i can't get me out of here sir can you not smell that oh my goodness <laughs> oh god working in customer service Sir. that is too real <laughs> both ends do you smell shit in here <laughs> I, feel like- I, I think that. I just shit myself <laughs> careful I, feel, I, gotta, I gotta get to the privy <laughs> how's that self check doing that is an 18 on the die for a 22 nice you snatch the clutch up, hide it somewhere within your garments, inside your jacket, whatever, and you're fairly confident nobody noticed you doing it. Awesome. Excellent, excellent, excellent. I'm just continuing to slow clap. Just like everyone else is like petered out, I'm just still clap, 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 clap. <laughs> Uh, all right. Oh, okay. All right. Then <laughs> <laughs> the curator kind of composes herself again, and all this uh, again says, "I'm so sorry for the interruption, everyone. Please, please enjoy. We still have a good thirty minutes before we have to start wrapping things up for the evening." Please, everyone, take the time to enjoy the stone. Uh, try not to bump it off the pedestal again. And there's very. <laughs> it was a very exclusive joke for people who were exclusively here. <laughs> she kind of gives a uh, look to a guard, though, and a guard walks up to Doctor Horthnor and starts <laughs> escorting him off. The <laughs> oh, my staring buddy. <laughs> We'll just take you over to the... Uh... I swear he pushed me as always. <laughs> the last thing you hear is he gets dragged <laughs> off the property. I donate so much money to this place. How dare you? Perfect. I think you made a friend. That animatronic's never getting fixed. <laughs> but within moments, you can tell that Alda is looking for her clutch. What do you do? What's the next move here? Um... As soon as it would have been up, he would have tried to like go to the back of the crowd and do just a quick little rifle through, see see what's going on. You see inside the clutch is quite a bit of stuff. There's a map of the museum guard's after hours schedule and stations. Oh. There's a key and what looks to be a pass card. Also, you know, other little odds and ends, but those are the three items that really catch your attentions. A key, a pass card, and a map of the after hours patrols. A little keychain of the just a miniature version of the life size like stuffy she has in her office. <laughs> <laughs> she really likes Hello Kitty, okay? Whatever pass card is that like like an identity uh, id card or like a swipe card kind of thing arcane shit that's yeah arcana check 
Oh, good lord. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's a two. Arcane (laughs) shit. (laughs) Um, That probably seems the most important. Do you take anything? What do you... Already, she's kind of calling over Captain Bickram, and you can overhear it. I I must have dropped it in the panic. It's... I can't find it anywhere. And the captain's... Oh, the guard is also helping her look. He's going to take the pass key. He'll try and remember as much stuff as he could see on the map and um, leave everything else in there. And he's going to leave it opened and slide it underneath a table. Slide it under a table. A few moments later, it's Captain Bikram that notices it and calls Alda Arkin over. She picks up her clutch and I'm going to roll to see if she notices anything missing from it. She gets a four on the dice. So she just kind of quickly rifles through her clutch and you know, sees the map and the key and her other odds and ends and just doesn't put together that the pass card isn't there. Nice. This is, oh, must have gotten kicked over here in all the panic and hustle and bustle. Thank you, Captain. And the Captain goes back to to the front door. Okay. Um. So you have yourselves one pass card, about 30 minutes. There's already, after that, there's a few people who are already kind of starting to mosey their way to the door. You know, the ones who want to beat the traffic, mm. they're starting to leave. Fair. We saw it. It was a rock. <laughs> <laughs> More importantly, other people saw that we saw it. So, like, they'll know that we're cultured. All right. So, I mean, above the table, we have pretty well all the information that we could probably get here yeah i think so i don't think there's anything else we can do um the only other thing i would want to do is like see if one of us can sneak up the uh attic to see what level of like security they have up there yeah i was gonna suggest that myself um yeah no i've got a pretty good stealth i could probably make it up there myself uh i know that that brocky's also pretty stealthy too yeah then we can go and bear yeah there we go so you guys are leaving the gala areas. People start shuffling out of the room. There's still a few that are definitely staying. You know, people who haven't had a chance to go uh, stare at it because the doctor and Brocky were <laughs> hogging it, ho- hogging it for a good long while. It's like combined, you guys are eight feet wide. <laughs> it's like no one could see it for the entire event. It's like, honestly, all- thank goodness he stumbled into it. <laughs> All shoulders. <laughs> um, actually, I think what Rod will do is when the alarms went off, plates came down or hatches came down on the vents and stuff. I, I just wanted to take a closer look to see, you know, I, I guess I'm trying to discern how those came down and to see if I can just get an idea of how it works. Like when it comes to the ceiling of the vent specifically. So just kind of l- look that over for a hot minute. Arcana check. That's 11. Okay, we're level one. It's okay. You're not really 100% sure, probably because the magic is a little above y'all's pay grade at level one, mm-hmm. but your best guess is that it has... It, it's like a fancified version of an arcane lock spell, essentially getting triggered on every single entrance. Okay. No, fair enough, fair enough. That's kind of all I wanted to get, hopefully, and confirm. Uh, so after discerning that, you know, Rob, like, well, that's a, a fair amount of excitement for tonight. I think I'm going to mosey on out. Makes sense to me. Makes sense to me. I know that your uh, brother was complaining that he really needed to use the privy. <laughs> <laughs> and we can't, I'll, I'll go check on him. Yeah, we can't have him going without his uh, without his uh, sitting beer. So now <laughs> you... Shit beer or yeah. shit beer? <laughs> I did not want to say something so crass in front of present company. <laughs> like a big old winning grin. <laughs> yeah, so I think, I think uh, you know, Rod will also go towards the privies then at this point. 
Okay, so you all make your way towards the bathroom. <laughs> and with the intention of someone sneaking off past the bathrooms to check the attic out? Uh, yeah. Um, once we get around the corner from the from the main Allosaurus area by the stairs, um, Mo will sort of, you know, do the whole look left, look right, make sure there's nobody sort of looking at us, and just sort of, you know, lean everybody in, you know, high school football huddle style, and just be <laughs> like, all right. We got out of there, we got a lot of good information, but if we want to get something more out of this, then we got to get to that attic. Brocky, I think you and I are probably best suited for this. Um, we just want to take a quick gander upstairs and see if we can't figure out the point of uh, entry for when we come back. And then you two, I feel like you'll have to run interference in case something goes awry. I, uh, Flintlock will sort of just like, you look at his fingernails, and you're like, "I'm sure I can figure something out there, uh, there, Mo." Like gives him, gives him a casual wink. Pours himself a, another drink from his hip flask. I got my distraction beer now. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> Stealth checks from the two sneaking up to the attic. Natural twenty for a twenty-four. Uh, Nineteen for a twenty-five. Both oh, excellent checks. Where'd they go? (laughs) They fell down the toilet. (laughs) You two just easily, because you're dwarves, you don't even have to, like, crouch down at all. (laughs) You just walk under the little rope that says, don't go up here. You must be this short to enter. (laughs) Hey, beautiful. Walk right underneath it, up this winding staircase that leads to a very cramped space. It's The attic is just filled with stacked boxes it's very very cramped in here the ceilings are not 30 feet high like they were in the two other floors this is looks like a 10 foot ceiling there's a skylight overhead you can tell the skylight is is locked it would take you know thieves tools to open it up or just breaking it, I suppose. You could force your way through if you want it through that skylight. But it looks like in the attic itself, I mean, it's it's supplies for events. It's extra tablecloths and tableware. It's lecterns and uh, linens that they can drape across walls and, you know, little uh, wall dividers, stuff like that. It's storage. Okay. Mo will look over to Brocky. Do you think you could get up there and even if you could just like keep it a jar or something for when we want to come back in? Does the skylight look alarmed? Investigation. Should have been like, hey, does it look alarmed? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That's a nat one for a zero. (laughs) (laughs) What fucking skylight? Who knows? What are you talking about? Who knows? What you can tell is that it's locked with a latch. And from this, like from inside the attic, if you can get up there, you can just push the latch to the side and get right out. Uh, if you want it to break in from the roof, okay. though, you would need like thieves tools to get, you know, kind of pick through the little cracks and get that latch open from the other side. Mm-hmm. But from this side, from in the attic, all you'd have to do is make a stack of boxes and get up there. No, no issues. Okay. Let's go Baldur's Gate 3 and stack boxes. <laughs> there exactly, you go. Exactly, exactly. Beautiful. Um, I feel like Mo and Brocky would sort of stare at each other and, and wordlessly just nod as we start stacking boxes and lecterns and stuff to get up to that latch. You want to build a tower now? Um, or do we want to wait until after hours? You can build a tower now to save yourself some time if you want. I think I think every minute's going to count, and especially if there's any complications on the roof, having a quick and easy way in is going to pay dividends. I feel like it would be important for us to do it now. Cool. I agree. Here's hoping that there's no patrol up in the attic, because if they see a bunch of things, we're moved. Well, we'll put them back once we're done. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of having it unlatched. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you said this ceiling is nowhere near as high. Ten feet, yeah. Ten feet. Ten feet, so. yeah. All you'd have to do is yeah, stack a couple boxes and you wanna Bam bam. Unlatch it now. Yeah, yeah. I I'd, I'd say that's another option would be 
leave me in my ring there. Mm-hmm. I unlock it when you guys are on the roof. Oh, so you guys are thinking of leaving and then breaking in at night through mm-hmm. the roof. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Okay. You know what? I kind of like that idea a lot. I mean, not a qu- like that if in the event that there is a patrol up in the attic, we don't we don't know that, but like I feel like if we're if we're going to unlock it and leave it and if a guard comes up and is like, "Oh shoot, someone must have uh left that ajar and like relock it then we'd be in a semi-bad spot does brocky remember based on the map that he saw on the clutch if there was a attic patrol attic patrol question mark it's a great question do i remember uh you could roll a history but i'm gonna ask for like i'm looking for a very high number because you just like glanced at a p you didn't even pull it out of the of the clutch now there might be Stuff like that, you know, hidden somewhere else in the museum, but Fair. you didn't, you, you barely saw the thing. Yeah, I rolled a nine, so. Yeah, no. You don't there know. was definitely guards. Yeah. <clears throat> Damn. I mean, did we, mm, shoot. Everybody's already on, like, fucking pins and needles already. Yeah. Only it, other way to deal with that like the only other way to get a schedule would probably be distract alda long enough for someone to break into her office and like roll that place she might have copies i don't know man can we just stay up in the attic now that we're here push comes a shove it's probably only one guard that's coming in and just knock him out this uh, way we're not making a bunch of noise getting into the building that's i mean not a bad idea honestly yeah, if we could, I mean, they have specifically, like, things to block vision and stuff. Yeah. So if we, that's it, we hi- hide around a corner. We know there are patrols around here, so unless there's a specific route that's not alarmed, you know, it's the doors and things that are alarmed, not... Yeah. Uh, uh, that said, if our exit is the roof, we would need a way off the roof. But that we've said, we've got plenty of rope. And- rope for days okay i mean we're already here to add all these extra options it's obstacles it's just i like it i like it let's do it i think we're all in agreement. we're all just gonna chill in the attic and hide in the attic yeah i think that makes the most sense all things considered yeah yeah and then just sneak our way down and hope also if just just hypothetically, if someone were to say saw a hole in the floor of this attic, would it would it be above the uh, gem room, gemstone wing? Yeah, and then we could just like lower someone down, difficult mission style. Maybe. Ooh, make I'm liking a, this plan more and more, baby. Make an insight check, I guess. Oh dear. 18 yeah that, i mean you're pretty sure you're currently that the attic is above the gemstone wing yeah now what the ceilings and walls are made of and how thick they are who knows but yeah you would be above the gemstone wing all right fair so it sounds like you guys are going to wait it out in the attic is that right we're just gonna yeah i chill guess upstairs yeah we're yeah. already in here sounds good to me so, I, I mean, do we want to, like, you know, maybe go in a corner and just, like, out of, obviously out of line of sight? I kind of, what's the dust situation looking like up here? Uh, survival check. Natural 20 for 20. That's very good. That's very good. The winding staircase that leads up here was actually fairly dusty. A lot of the stuff up here is fairly dusty. You don't think you're in a very high traffic area. Like you, okay. you don't find much tracks in the dust. Awesome. Okay. So it's just, but the thing is that someone still could come up considering, you know, the yeah. nature of the gemstone wing, just in case. So one thing I want to do is take one of like the room divider wall panels and where we have our footprints, like how big are these wall dividers? Like, probably what, probably like eight feet by eight feet. Because what I want to do is. Sounds about right. Uh, is one It's thing like I, the ones that, like, you know, that, like, kind of fold. It looks like mm-hmm. an accordion almost. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, because one of the things is that I can do is I can provide a visual effect to appear on an object surface. The effect can be a picture up to 25 words of text, lines or shapes or a mixture of those elements as I like. What I kind of want to do is just in the event that someone does come up and they happen to be savvy enough to see that, hey, the dust has been disturbed. What I want to do is almost take like one of the wall panels, put it down on the ground and then change it so that it's it matches the dust of the rest of the attic. With my uh, very fancy, yeah, with my magical tinkering, some very one, fancy stuff, right? Just to make it look like things weren't disturbed because yeah, us yeah. moving around, things have disturbed it. Yeah, no, I like the thought. Take inspiration for the thought for sure. I dig it. It's a good idea. Clever way to use your little tinkering. So just set a wall panel down, make it look make it look dusty, like the same dust as the rest of the floor, while we hide behind things that haven't been moved. Is kind of what I want to do, just to yeah. make it look, yeah. About, we'll say about thirty minutes or so pass. You can hear the voices downstairs are growing fewer and further between. People are starting to leave the museum. It's just minutes before eight p.m. when you know the museum closes. You hear some footsteps coming from downstairs, just below. You hear footsteps like in the in the privy area near the bathroom stalls. Two sets of them hear a voice say, Ah, don't worry about it. I'll check the bathrooms tonight. And hear just one door like opening and then closing again, opening, closing. Gets like the fourth one. You're like, Oh God, what in the (laughs) (laughs) What happened in here? Mo, you you can see Mo just sort of go. You don't see it happen, but you can almost imagine this guard slowly closing the door and ignoring the problem for whoever runs into it tomorrow. <laughs> oh God! Uh, you know who closed last night? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like you go to any public restroom, you open the stall, you see it's just been completely demolished, and you just go to the next one. Screw that! Like. Just moves on to the fifth, checks all. You can hear a guard, though, checking all the bathroom stalls. But no one comes and checks the attic. You hear Alda Arkin's voice coming from what you assume is the Allosaurus display room. She says, oh, thank you very much for locking up, Captain. We'll see you tomorrow. Busy day. New stone on display. (laughs) And the captain... Gives the curator a, a warm good night, and you can hear the museum grow quiet. Hmm. New stone on display. Not if we have anything to say about it. <laughs> so nighttime is fully set. Things have changed. The museum is now closed. You guys are all undiscovered in the attic. Now hmm. what? The thieves are coming from inside the building! <laughs> Uh, I think the first thing is first. Um, Mo is going to reach into the bag of holding, get all his equipment out, um, and gestures for everybody else to do the same. Uh, we're not going to be fancy folks anymore. We're going to be, you know, golden vault we're, folk. We're exactly. going hot. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's payday. We're putting on the masks. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Gear up. Funnily enough, I basically just take off the bowler hat and replace it with a slightly smaller bowler hat. (laughs) (laughs) Flintlock dresses to the nines all the time. Okay, so I think first things first, we need to be like on super high alert to see if there's any kind of arcane seals that happen to trip if we go through any threshold. Oh, yeah. Uh, All right, by the way, I found this fucking thing that I have no clue uh, and I'm gonna give the card to the more techie guy. Oh, oh. I believe it was a uh, arcane shit. Yes, <laughs> here is some arcane shit. Oh, I left an arcane shit that earlier. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you can do an arcana check on the pass card. Uh, yeah, sure thing. That's a nat one. Oh. Or- <laughs> It would be a four, or what I can do is give me ten minutes, and I can ritual cast identify. Oh. 
which I have identify. Nice. Ooh. Arcane shit. <laughs> uh, can't tell from the looks of it, but just give me like 11 minutes and I'll figure it out, I think. Sweet. That's going to, I need five minutes to put on armor anyway, so. So there then I, I get out, I get out of like, you know, basically like glasses, like magnifying glass and, you know, I tap it a little bit with my little magical chisel kind of thing and looking it over. Okay. Okay. And ritual oh, cast identify. I love it. You managed to determine that the pass card is magical in nature and likely allows the bypassing of, you know, it's, it's like a pass card. Like when you swipe your fob, it's the same kind of concept. Fantastic. What you also would know, though, is that if there are like magical alarms throughout this place, which you're fairly certain there are, if the alarms aren't just physical in nature, if they're magical in nature, no amount of arcana check or investigation or perception would see them like it's the kind of thing that if if there's like a rune in here that acts as an alarm spell you're not going to detect it without detect magic Fair. but you know enough about magic mm-hmm. okay. okay so without detect magic you, you don't really have a means of of eyeballing the traps if they're magical in nature, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and you assume they are. If the pass card's magic, it's probably associated with a magic alarm, probably the alarm spell. But Fair. you'd need to be able to t- detect magic to be able to determine where they are. Shoot. Okay. Well, well I relay that to the crew. All right. Well, I mean, that sounds like the uh, person taking points is the safest, per- safest person to have this, because regardless of, ha- of if it's activated, if... Uh, if it's just in proximity, fantastic. If it's not, then we don't have a way of using it anyway. So I uh, say hedge our bets, give it to the person in front. Aye, uh, this still doesn't answer the one question that I still have yet to answer myself is, how do we exactly get the stone off of the pedestal without all the door shutting? Well, I mean, I believe we all saw the... Uh, the way to fix that was returning the the uh, rock to the pedestal. Seems to me that unless it was some particularly specific arcane sigils, we might be able to uh, just find something of a similar size shape. I mean, you saw that, Jade. Aye, aye. Holy old switcheroo. I mean, eyeballs would, uh, a person taking a look would see it, but I don't see how arcane magic would be able to tell the difference between one rock and another. You're not wrong, although I'm also a fan of having a backup plan, just in case. Because as we saw last time, if the only way to open those doors is with replacing the actual Merkmeyer stone, then perhaps we should find a way to jam a door open. And then you can see Mo produce a crowbar, Aye. just in case, in case we got to do a smash and grab, as it were. Flintlock uh, pulls out his own crowbar and looks to the others expectantly. Pulls out his crowbar. <laughs> I pull out two. <laughs> <laughs> We're in three musketeers this shit. Put them into the center. All the crowbars Tink. go in the middle. Tink. <laughs> All crowbars for one. I like it because it has the word bar in it. <laughs> I'm hilarious. <clears throat> let's, uh, let's start sneaking downstairs. See what's going on. Indeed, I'd say the uh, two of you folks take point, yeah? Hi, um, one more thing before we go down. Um, what's the uh, rules of engagement? If we get found out, does it uh, engage right away? Strike before we are, we are struck? Or, or, what, or what are we doing here? Are we trying to escape? Are we trying to run? Knock them the fuck out. I just want to make sure we're all on the same page. Indeed, once we have that stone, though, priority numero uno is getting that out of here. So... I, uh, if we have that stone, I can take it into my personal space and use my, uh, use my genie magic to provide protection for one of you. Whichever one of you is closest to me, you're getting that sanctuary spell and you are booking it to the exit. And then 
You are tossing me as far as possible. I can hear what everything that's happening in there. You tell me when you're throwing. You throw it in. You throw it as far as you can in the direction of where we need to go. I'll get it the rest of the way. Promise you that. Sounds good. Brilliant. Let's fucking do it. All right. Going at a stealthy pace downstairs. With Rod taking point. Uh, Who's taking point? Now let's I'd, toss the card to Mo for now. So I, I, I'll I'll take the point for now. You go first. I'll go right behind you. Okay. So marching order will be Mo, Brocky, Rod, Flint. And Mo has the pass card. Indeed. All right. Let's make your way down the winding stairs back to the second floor. You walk down the hallway with the five bathrooms and kind of reach the corner and can hear the voices of two guards that are kind of like patrolling or, you know, guarding the Allosaurus room, the Allosaurus exhibit. Quick question just before we move on. Did we unlatch the roof? No, we didn't yet. Okay. Do we want to do that? Uh, yeah, we should or, probably resolve that. Um, or at the very least, stack a uh, a way to get up there so it's just as simple as open latch, get out. Yeah, yeah. Let's go and prep the is exit. That, is that okay? Can we no. have? Can we? I like mean, you can turn that? around and go do that. Uh, yeah. Turn around and go do that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just yeah. just in case. Just in case. You. I mean, we want an exit strategy. Yeah, absolutely. You start stacking boxes. Just got to get to the ceiling. You just need somebody. To climb those boxes with an acrobatics check, see if they can make it up to the latch safely. All right, dwarves are known for our backflips. Uh, honestly, I think any of us could do that. I'm just uh, don't want to show you guys up. <laughs> um, uh, what is it? Uh, Mo sort of you know cracks his neck, uh, and cracks his fingers. All right, let's let's do this, and he's gonna go ahead and do that set acrobatics. We're not trying to open it now yet, though, are we? Um, no, we're not, because that could also still trigger the alarm. We don't know that yet. Yeah. We're just stacking the boxes. Right? Just stacking the boxes? Yep. Fair enough. Good I still call. want an acrobatics to see if you successfully stack that box at the top of the stack. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. All right. All right. Ooh, can we do a group athle- acrobatics or like athletics to do like a little dwarf pyramid that he climbs up on top of? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh... Oof. That is a eight. Oof, not good enough. Take our first. I have to roll one of my first dice of this little adventure. Oh no! Take three points of falling damage. Damn! But the boxes are now successfully stacked. You know what? I'll take it. Takes a little trial and error, and a few HP. But you've got a nice like makeshift staircase of boxes that leads right up to the skylight. There we go. And then you turn right back around, back down the winding stairs, back to that corner right next to the bathrooms. About five, ten feet ahead of you is this large, like, main staircase that uh, heads back down to the first floor. If you were to walk right past that staircase... You'd get to that hallway that winds all the way around and goes to the unearthed cafe. And then to the south is the actual Allosaurus display where you're confident there's two guards. Mo taking point will look over to to Rod. Do you think we should... Uh... And he'll produce a ball bearing. Enchant this to see if we can't lure them away. Yeah, sounds like a good idea. Uh... I'm trying to figure out what kind of noise to use. Mm. Breaking glass, maybe? Perhaps something fallen? Do we want to put them on alert right away? Do we want something more uh, more simple that could be... Maybe they walk up, investigate it, and then think to themselves, must have been the wind, and then walk back exactly to where they were. As, <laughs> though, we, as though we were never here. Just spitball it. Just throwing that out there. What do I just whip it over there? Whip it over there. Uh, I could enchant it with a knocking sound. 
Nah, I'll just have a, yeah, enchant it with a knocking sound. Yep, so I'm gonna tap it with my chisel, and it's going to emit a knocking sound continuously. Alrighty, and immediately I'm gonna whip that, like, down the far, like, down the far hallway here. Okay. Um, uh, the like, hallway that, like, winds all the way around to the cafe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah, yeah. sure. And you want it to have a little knocking sound coming from it. Correct. Like someone knocking on a door. Correct. Um, and, like, in the book, it says that it can be heard from 10 feet away. It does specifically say that in the magical tinkering. And I'm wondering... Just- from... Up to 10 feet away, or, yeah? Yeah, up to 10 feet away. Okay, so past oh. the 10 feet, they're not going to hear it. Correct. They'll still hear the ball bearing, Yeah, I assume. they will, they will, yes. Yeah, so I'm really going to beam it against the wall. <laughs> okay, I like it. Use, throw a ball bearing down the hallway. It's a little magic making it emit this knocking noise. I like it. Do we want to hide into the privies while they go and investigate? Because if they just look to the right, we're screwed. Yeah. If I they think, come up the stairs. I think that's prudent. Oh, good call. <laughs> Everyone takes a bathroom stall. Not yep. it on number four. <laughs> <laughs> Do that arcane shit. <laughs> you can see Mo sort of roll his eyes. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. I mean, you can't smell your own no. brand anyway. There's a fifth one, Mo. Sure. Go for it. <laughs> no, we keep marching order. We're professionals. <laughs> I'll take this one for the team. You stay up front. You have that pass card. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so keep marching order, and we're in the privies while they go and investigate the ball bearing, and while they're distracted, hopefully sneak by. That's the intention, at least. Indeed. You hear a few voices. Did you hear that? It sounded like something rolled by and was knocking on the ground the whole time. That's strange. <laughs> so I'll go check it out. And hear some footsteps as one of the guards makes his way down that hallway Does that to go check it out. Does it sound like Serena or Grendor? As a matter of fact, it does sound like Grendor. So I guess you'd have been, oh, go check it out. Because he's a dwarf. And they all sound like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all of us. Uh, I guarantee as I recall, he was the one that was a decent guard, and she was sort of aloof. Mm-hmm. Okay. So are you, are you doing anything in the moment? Because you yeah. assume that, Shoot. I mean, he's probably going to find a ball bearing and then make his way back. So yeah. what do you, are you doing anything right now? Right now he's walking towards the ball bearing. One of the guards is... Out of that room, out of the Allosaurus room. Shoot. Let's peek out and see if we can go to the bottom floor. The bottom floor? Yeah, check the offices. Check the offices. Okay. Because we have the pass card. So, um, crouching, or I guess walking for a dwarf, um, I know that Mo would sort of, you know, peek his eyes out around to see if the other guard, um, uh, Serena, is looking this way. And if she isn't, he's going to quickly dart down the stairs i'm gonna need a stealth check to see if she does notice or not here we go natty 20 that's gonna be a 24 so mo sees an opportunity kind of scoots his way down the stairs is everyone following Shoot. I... Mo pulls it off. Serena does not see. The guard does not see yep. you do that. You pull it off. Um, hmm. I mean, uh, better stick together, right? Brock will go. Okay. Yeah. Um, hmm. 14. On the stealth? Yep. 14 is enough for Brock to not get noticed by the guard. However, the second that Brock puts a foot on that top stair, an alarm goes off. You hear it beep, 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 beep. It starts to kind of flash red. Just needed one per... Mm. Serena, the guard that didn't notice you, immediately like whisks her head around, notices you. You can hear 
the dwarven guard in the northern hallway start to run back in your direction. We're rolling initiative. Fuck. Uh, oh, damn it. Some initiative. Hit that battle music. I think this was bound to happen at least once. The fact, like I was saying, like it's without detect magic, you have no idea where those alarms were. I was confident this was going to happen at least once. Here we go. Every single time. (laughs) Here we go. Did anyone get a 20 or higher in initiative? I got a 21. Oh, Oh, wow. Oh, Nice. Very nice. Feels good. Can't wait to go back to Troubadour. <laughs> 15 or higher? Uh, uh, 16. Also 16. Oh, what's that mean? Who's first? Uh, uh, I'll... You know what? I'll defer to you. Yeah? Yeah. All right. All right. So, yeah, I, it makes sense. You know, Brock and I were the ones that, you know, darted forward, so... Exactly. I'm still in the toilet. <laughs> Rod Stone Grip, what did you get? Three. Ooh. Nice. I literally rolled a natty one. Love that for you. Mm-hmm. Just taking, surveying the situation, seeing all the angles, checking for uh, checking for more vents. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Looking for things that I can't see. Yeah. <laughs> all right, that is everybody. Then things get a little crazy. Brock Mogulborn, you're going to be the first to act. Your foot has just hit the top stair, so you are still on the second floor. There is a guard in the Allosaurus room to your south. You can see the Dwarven guard running back in your direction from the hallway where the ball bearing was thrown. What do you want to do? We're caught now. Oh, this isn't good. Uh, I'm going to go back up off the stair. And I'm going to... um, Because my tiny dwarven legs can only go so far. uh, I'm going to block this hallway. And prepare for this guy to come off. So at least uh, keep him off of everybody else. I'll be like... From a fellow clans, you know, man of the rock, I just which way to the privy? <laughs> uh, uh, I'm gonna take the dodge action. Take dodge and block the hallway while pretending like you're just looking for a bathroom. I like it. Mo Stone Grip, you are basically halfway down the staircase already. We'll say you're. You're five feet away from uh, where Brocky was just a moment ago. What do you do? Oh, God. Um, seeing that Brocky is now, you know, running interference on the other guy, Moe's going to run back up the stairs, swing around the right side, so closer to the privies, and... See what he can see first. He's going to sort of like... Because I presume when he gets up around the top, he's got like a chest-high wall kind of thing there where the where the um, uh, banister would be. Um, I'm guessing that the other guard inside the Allosaurus area is already like sort of locking eyes with him, yeah? Absolutely, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, all bets are fucking off. Uh, he immediately pulls out his longbow and just, you know, knocks an arrow and looses that bitch. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Oh man. Oh man. What the fuck am I doing? I'm I'm using a weapon for the first time in forever. Um That's going to be a ugh, that's a 10 to hit. Miss Guard, the Serena is like pulling the spear from her back and bringing it to her front and the arrow just like deflects right off the tip of the spear. You can see sort of Mo go like, oh, and he goes, uh, there was a mosquito on your shoulder. <laughs> um, and that's going to be about it from bro- from um, uh, Mo, rather. All right. I think that means you're up, Flintlock. All righty. You are still right there by the privy. Yeah, I was just sitting around the corner waiting to see what was going on. I was hoping we would be able to give a little more time before this happened. But such is life. Always going to have a backup plan for the backup plan. Uh, so he's going to reach into his pocket for the uh, little 
handful of gravel that all Mogulborns carry in their pocket. I'm saying that's now canon. We all have handfuls of gravel. Um, and he's going to uh, pick it up, and his pinky ring is going to glow, and he's like, come on now. I know you can make these better. Uh, and I'll cast Magic Stone as a bonus action. Nice. Uh, so three pieces of gravel sort of like start like sort of like levitate and start like rotating in a little triangle. Very nice above my hand, um, and I will move my full twenty five feet to get a good shot at this uh, this dwarven guard. I think. Okay, the dwarven guard who's down the hallway. Yes, let's do this. Uh, and I'm gonna just pop one of these stones at him because at the very least he's a dwarf. Hopefully that won't take him out in one hit because these are some pretty hefty rocks. Uh, sort of like looks to the looks to the bow of Mo, Moe's bow. The bow specifically made for Mo. Um, <laughs> he says, do good at any cost, but we don't have to pay the cost too high. You know what I mean? Uh, and I'm going to send a magic stone zipping past, uh, past Brocky's head. <laughs> and it's going to blow a hole in the back wall because I got a s- an eight to hit. Eight is a miss. Woof. And I'll end my turn there. That's going to bring it to my guards. The dwarven one just manages to close the gap with Brock and is going to try to attack you with the spear, Brock. At disadvantage, baby! With disadvantage, it is an 11 to hit. That's a miss. A miss as these two dwarves collide in the hallway. I know you. I'm not just looking for the bathroom. <laughs> it's, Thieves! It's for you when I punch the piss out of you. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, nice. oh. Very nice, very nice. Serena, let's see, 5, 10, 15, 20. 20 she can go 30 because her legs are normal size. Hey, that's far too long. Oh wait, shoot! Sorry, my uh, my dwarf came out. <laughs> Bloody kangaroo legs. <laughs> Which means she actually manages to close the gap with Brock as well. So Brock, you kind of become surrounded in this hallway. Fantastic. There are no other targets she could get to at the moment. So with disadvantage again because you have dodge, I get a six to hit both of these guards. Miss. However, you hear the door of the gemstone wing open up. Shoot. And you also see another guard come running out of the unearthed cafe and into the Allosaurus room. A panicked little halfling with a spear three times his size. (laughs) Oh, no! Oh, Oh, shit. Oh, Bob. (laughs) (laughs) Please tell me it's not Bob. Is he moonlighting as a guard? That means, Rod, it's on you. Rod, you are also over there by the privies. Sounds like there's at least four guards in the mix now. The alarm is still going off. What do you do? So... Rod's going to go and see that Brock, he's taking the brunt of this, so he's going to go and charge into melee combat with the one that's behind Brocky and going to go for a shocking grasp. Now, these being guards, are they wearing metal armor? Oh. Oh, right, shopping, shocking grasp has uh, gives you advantage? Yep. Uh, yes, they are wearing armor. You can, oh. as, as you make contact, you can feel the chain shirt underneath. Mm. Their uniforms. Mm. Okay, well, I'm going to commit non-lethal. And that's going to be 20, 22 to hit. 22. 23. 23. Yes. Even better, even more of a hit. <laughs> that's going to be six lightning damage. Oh, damn. Nice. And don't they not have reactions now, too, I believe? Correct. Oh, yeah. You tell me. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> well, they don't have reactions because of shock and grasp. <laughs> nay. 
Very nice. Six points of lightning damage to Serena the guard. Does Rod have anything else? Uh, no, it took, like, I think all of my movement to get here, so that's my action. I don't have any fancy bonus actions, so that'll be it. Brock, we're back to the top of the turn order. It's back to you. You are now surrounded in this hallway with a guard on each side of you. What would you like to do? Uh, let's just... Uh, Rod wants to... No, wait. Who am I? Brocky. Mm-hmm. Brocky's like, ah, we got to get the numbers in our favor. So he'll pivot around and he'll look at uh, Serena behind him. Uh, he has, Brocky has on his uh, shield and his armor, but he wanted to keep a hand free in case he needed to grab anything. So he's just going to punch. Okay. And that is, new stats, who this? A 19 to hit. Nice. That is definitely a hit. Excellent. So my fighting style is unarmed. So effectively, he's cheeky bastard. Yeah, he's just trying to knock her the fuck out uh, for five non-lethal punch damage. Serena the guard falls to the ground, unconscious. Nice, 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 nice. Um, nice. And he'll stay there and tell the dwarf, See? You can stop, or I can do that to you too. And I'll end my turn there. Pretty good argument. <laughs> Mo Stone Grip, you are within, within firing range of a handful of guards now. The dwarven one down the hallway, you could still get a shot off on. You don't see the one... That you hear coming from the gemstone wing, but you now see the little halfling guard that just ran out of the unearthed cafe. You get the idea the halfling was not expecting a fight. The spear is way bigger than he is. He was watching the cafe, too, so he's probably just kind of lounging on one of the sofas. He's an intern, let's be real. Yeah, let's let's be honest. Um, Definitely has that look on his face <laughs> of, like, you said I could just watch the cafe and just... If I fell asleep, it wasn't a big deal. Yeah, this was just for, like, my, my like, elector credit in university. Jeez. <laughs> Runs out of that exact moment where he watches lightning and dwarven fists just beat Serena unconscious. <laughs> um, so, what um, uh, Moe's going to do instead, he's not even going to use his bow. Um, he's gonna sling his bow over his shoulder real quick, and he's gonna run to the stairs. How wide are these stairs across? Ten feet? Ten feet at its narrowest, yeah. It's one of those, like, grand staircases. Yeah. They get even wider at the top and bottom, but ten feet in the middle, yeah. Yeah, so he's gonna go ahead, and as an action, he's just gonna produce his bag of ball bearings, and he's just gonna home alone it right across the stairs. <laughs> oh. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Bag of ball bearings gets thrown onto the staircase. Hell yeah. Hells yeah. I love that. So that's an action. Um, In the meantime, he's going to sort of, you know, slam his back to the wall and try to, you know, in preparation for his next turn, attempt to get his bow ready and just be like, there's another one coming from the gym room. Um, uh, And end his turn there. That means we're on flintlock. Alrighty, fantastic. Alright, look at where I am. Am I within 25 feet of that little halfling fella? 5, 10, 15, 20. Which token is yours? Uh, I am this little fella right here. It looks like it, yeah. Beautiful. Uh, Well, in that case, um, one hand still with those rotating rotating stones. Um, I'm going to pull out my microphone. I'm going to turn it off. um, And... uh, I have, and by microphone, I mean my plus one mace. That gives me the option to be heard super loud within 300 feet of me. Right. I don't think that I'm going to use that part, but I am going to use that blunt blunt part on that this little halfling's uh, forehead. Non-lethally, but uh, sorry, son, you're going to have to go to sleep right now. There are things in motion far beyond you or me. Uh, so you're moving down the stairs, covered in ball bearings? No, he's no. closing the gap with oh, the halfling. Oh, sorry, sorry. Hit that, Philip. Ooh, thank you very much. That is a 20 to hit. Oh, my gosh. He flinches immediately. You can tell he's probably never been hit before. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, kid, this is going to go poorly for you. <laughs> All right, 
right, it's just a mace, so it's just a d6 damage. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. That's a three. Plus one for magic, but also, um, it's, it's sort of like whistles through the air, cracks him on the head, and then you can almost see this spectral fist come fly, come flying in after it and just like punch him right after, like in the exact same space as uh, I use Genie's Wrath, which gives any attack ideal plus two bludgeoning damage. Very nice. So that is total of six. six. Yeah, beautiful. Ow! Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I swear. There's five gold in it for you right now if you just walk away, son. Oh, and my turn there. The little halfling will respond with a nine to hit with his little spear. I headbutt the shaft of the spear to get the um to catch it before the point hits me. Like, this ain't gonna work out for you, son. I'm sorry. We're really good at what we do. Oh jeez. <laughs> Zoinks! Zoinks, oh, yowzers. <laughs> Another guard comes bursting out of the gemstone wing, spear in hand, and starts closing the gap. Doesn't quite manage to do so, kind of reaches a point uh, kind of halfway in between Flintlock and the rest of the gang by the stairs. Actually, no reason I couldn't use dash. So I'm going to use dash to close the gap. And as this guard is charging out of the gemstone wing, you realize it's Captain Bikram. Oh, no. Uh, And any thoughts the halfling or dwarf had of not fighting seem to kind of get washed away as the captain uses dash to enter the battle and she's warning them. It's like, if you want to keep your job, you keep that spear in your hand. Oh, man. Our little thieving troop is hiring if you want to uh, turncoat right now. Wages are good. I take a sip of my negotiating beer. (laughs) (laughs) Rod, what do you want to do? Uh, Am I in melee with Captain Bikram, then? Looks like. Yep. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm assuming Captain Bikram also has metal armor. You would be assuming correctly. Well, here comes a shocking grasp at, you know, at advantage. That's going to be 14 to hit. Ooh. Come on. That is a miss. Oof, 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 oof. Unfortunately, it's level one. I don't have anything else up my sleeve. So that's all that I got. I go to reach out and, you know, with my fancy glove that's basically a taser, I go and I miss. Turns are a lot quicker at level one, that's for sure. Not too many tricks at all. Nice thing is the creatures I have don't have many tricks either, so it all works out. That's going to bring us back to the top, though. Round three of this battle. Brock, you are basically surrounded again. The captain is just five feet behind you. The dwarf right in front of you. You can hear Flintlock battling with a little halfling. Also trying to hire him. <laughs> what do you do? Hmm. Alarm still going off. Ooh. He's gonna turn to the captain and be like, "You know what? Strangely, we're still we're kind of got your best interests in mind. Uh, so if you want to turn those things off, and we can talk about it. Otherwise, I'm gonna knock off your friend here for now, and I'm gonna turn around and headbutt the dwarf." <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's a 23 to hit. Oh, oh yes. buddy. Oh, yeah, right in the fucking noggin. Uh, that's seven. Dude. Seven skull-crushing damage. Boom. Very nice. And that's all I have at level one. Oh, that hurts. That smarts. Block and tackle that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Did he throw ball bearings? That's Good thing he didn't throw calthrops. That's going to bring it to Mo Stone Grip. You are still kind of chilling at the top of the stairs, not quite in melee range of anyone, but I certainly don't need lots to be. of. Yeah, you don't have to be. You got a bow. That's exactly, a good thing. Exactly. Exactly. Um, 
glancing down the stairs, do I see any commotion? Sort of, you know, anybody trying to run up the stairs, maybe? Or is that... Perception. All righty. Uh, ooh, that's good. Uh, that's 23. Pretty sure you hear more footsteps. All righty. Um, you don't see anyone yet, but you hear footsteps. Absolutely. All right. Reinforcements are coming. Um, so Mo is going to be focused on the mission, and he's going to move his full movement speed closer to the gem room. Um, as he runs across the gem room, he's going to look over at the halfling that's clearly scared shitless, um, and he'll just call out, Oh, I'm sorry, we won, but you got to go down. And he's going to go ahead and... Wait, I can't declare a non-lethal arrow shot, can I? No. No. I'm going to shoot you in the kneecap. (laughs) Yeah. Took an arrow to the knee. (laughs) Um, Instead, he's going to train his bow onto the um, uh, captain and take a shot at the captain. Oh, shit. (laughs) Uh, that's a nat 20. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh dear. Oh, no. Oh, man. Oh, no. <laughs> She's probably got a little more. She's got a little more health. Here's hoping. Uh, that's five and four, nine, nine. That's 11 damage piercing. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> 11 piercing damage. Yeah. Oh, no. Did we just fucking unalive the captain of the guard? Oh my goodness, everyone is busy making sure no one gets too hurt. Lots of, like, Brockies over there, headbutting people, knocking them out. Everyone's declaring non-lethal damage. <laughs> Just a fucking gun. <laughs> and then a most stone grip. Just kind of... Like, holds his tongue between his teeth as he starts lining up the shot. (laughs) Draws the string back as hard as he can. An arrow goes clean through Captain Bikram's mouth, shattering her teeth on impact. It comes out the back of her head. Her brain ends up all over the museum walls. Oh, my God. Oh, bollocks. See, listen, I thought you were a fish. (laughs) The dwarf that is battling Brocky just... Brocky, you get vomit all over. He just (laughs) immediately pukes in your face. The halfling starts to cry. And we'll finish this off next week, I guess. Jesus Christ! I'm sorry, I didn't mean it! (laughs) Whoopsies. (laughs) 